0: Hello everyone, this is Deborah Rodriguez and welcome to my podcast once again. I am here with week four. We are finishing up this series this week with Travailing Through Trials and we are entering into a new week. I hope you guys are doing great. I hope your week was awesome, your weekend, everything's going well for you, everything is going splendid for me and i'm very excited what the lord is doing in this time for me and so many other people around me so i just wanted to throw that out there so we're going to jump right into it and um first i want i just wanted to uh tell you guys that you are doing great you're probably like what what does she mean i'm doing great She doesn't even, She does. she's not, it knows what I'm going through. She doesn't know what I'm experiencing. But I want to tell you guys that because sometimes we really need some encouragement and we need someone to tell us, you know what, you're doing great. You are doing awesome today. Even though you've messed up this week, like we've all, you are doing a great work and you're doing awesome. And so it's so easy to focus on, you know, we messed up or we did this and we have to also celebrate small wins celebrate little things in our life that we complete and so this week I've completed quite a few things and which were really tough to get through um, just had some deadlines to complete some many things and when I say tough to get through meaning I had like just distractions and all these different things so when you get things done, when you get good news in, when you get congratulations, approvals, all these different things that happen for you, you're excited. And so, so many times we focus on what we're not doing or what we don't get or the rejection, the neglect, the bad news. And so we don't really begin to focus on the small ends you know hey i had me some ice cream today how did that make me feel so i wanted to just say you know come on here to say first off and and congratulations congratulations for getting through this week congratulations for making it through you're doing great you're at the end of this week if you made it to this podcast that is a great sign that you have pushed through to even get on this podcast because going through certain things you don't even want to listen to anyone else everything is it just irritates you so I'm happy you're here I'm happy you're here with me again with another week and I wanted just to just go ahead and continue our story and just it's a good it's a good day Today is a good day you know every day is a good day but today especially in week four and so I want to tell you why and so I want to tell you also why I'm coming with this Just this uh, tone of expecting and the tone of Jesus has already finished it. And just the tone of expect greatness, you know, expect, just, just, just expect good things, expect good things for your life. All right. So we're going to be, um, reading this week in second Timothy chapter four, seven through eight all right so this is just um this is this is the verse we're focusing on this week and it says I have fought the good fight of faith I have finished the race I have kept the faith man you know I I just I want to go ahead and pray dear heavenly father thank you God we come to you today God I thank you for breaking every chain I just want to thank you for breaking every chain in our life, freeing us, Lord. I just thank you for holding our hand through, the, through this faith walk, even though it's hard and even though we're having rumbly times and we're going up, we're going down. All these things are happening around us. So I just thank you for uh, just being the center, being the center and drawing us in to the center, Lord, even in everything we do. God, I just thank you for your mercy, your grace, your love, your correction, everything you're doing to help us to be able to balance out and prune us in the way that you desire to prune us. God, thank you for the resources. Thank you for the messages. Thank you for the books. Thank you for everything that you are creating in the world, in the universe, in the atmosphere, because it's all the same thing. Uh, that you're creating for all of us to be able to, to, to build and to, to create. And when I say this, Lord, I say, thank you for creating and, and calling people to create, calling people to stand up and say, you know what? God is leading me to, to write this. This is God is leading me to do this music. God is leading me to do this. I thank you for uh, just, just um, giving people insight to be able to create and have these talents so that it can help everybody around us because that's that's amazing and it, it's helping so many people. Um, it's helping myself when I get on YouTube and I see something new, I see a random uh, YouTube subscriber that i don't even know or i've never seen or heard about and i'm hearing this stuff and it's helping me so god i thank you for that i thank you for uh the individual anointings all of us carry our different the names individual names that you have given all of us and how you look at us and how it all works together for the bigger purpose god i thank you for that i thank you for even creating unity um even now despite all the things that are happening in the world, you're creating, you're doing something. You're rebuilding to to, to get something new, to bring something new out. And I thank you for all of it, God. Thank you for it in advance. I thank you for what has to be destroyed in order to bring new life. Um, And I just pray as we get into this new uh, podcast, this new um, week that you decrease me God so that you can increase decrease all of us so that you can increase and your spirit can be able to speak and just cut asunder whatever it is between the flesh and the spirit so that you can be able to move in any aspect of our life that you're trying to move or that you're trying to speak in to correct rebuke which is correct encourage whatever you're trying to do Lord heal Whatever you're trying to do in our lives, we just open our hearts for you to do that right now. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, got to get into it, you guys. I am so excited. And I'm so excited because this verse, I have, I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. Can you imagine getting to the end of your destination? And you're in the, you're right in, in front of God, you know, and you're going through these things and you're, you know, this is this, you know, I fought the good fight of faith. I got through, I got through this, I got through this. And you know what? I look at this, you guys, it's not only yes, this is going to be a fight until the end. Yes, we're going to be going through things, struggling through things, all these different things through the through the end. But I believe the Lord wants us to know that there are seasons, there are many things that we're going through, battles, all these different things we go through and we we get we get to the end of these. We 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 get to the we go through all these storms, we go through different things and when we get there, when we get to that point, how do we feel? How do we feel when we get there? you know you feel great when you get when you do something good you feel good when you have accomplished something when you finish that uh assignment when you score when you got approved all these different things when you go you notice when you work towards something hard and you work so hard and you feel like man, you know what. I'm never gonna get this right. I'm never gonna finish. I don't know, I'm kinda nervous. I don't know how this is gonna turn out. I have a goal, I don't know if I'm gonna meet it. And imagine meeting that goal plus three. Like that feels great. That feels great. So sometimes I feel like we need to take that time to really encourage ourselves. Even whatever you got through, if it's a tough day, if it's a tough day that you're going through and you got to the end of that day, you know, tell yourself, I have fought the good fight of faith. Like I finished today. I, I kept my faith today. I kept my faith this week. I didn't know how I was going to make it. I didn't know what, who, how it was going to be provided to me. I didn't know how it was going to go. I didn't know if I was going to fall into a tantrum. I didn't know if I was going to curse. Whatever it was, I fought the good faith. Even if you did. Even if you did curse. Even if you did, you know, just everything went chaos. You have to remember to tell yourself, I kept the faith. I kept going, regardless of what happens. You know, you guys. I'm gonna tell you guys something. When I go to the doctor, it doesn't matter what um, doctor, eye doctor, dental, you know, uh, appointment, even uh, with ultrasounds, whatever it was. When after blood test, whatever it was, you guys, I um, I reward myself after the appointment. I always do excuse me I was just drinking something but I reward myself I either go to get an ice cream cone I know this is where people are like you shouldn't be eating McDonald's but I'll give me a happy meal I've been (laughs) even as an athlete in school running track I had we went to McDonald's every Friday that was just our little thing and that's what we did so yeah I mean no it's not I can't really eat it anymore I'm not supposed to eat it but um you know, that's what I would do then before I found out, you know, my allergy diagnosis and all these different things. So I want to tell you guys a story because a few weeks ago I was really nervous um, to go. I just got some testing done. I've already told you guys about the autoimmune disorder and all that stuff. So I got some more allergy tests done. And um, because I went on a strict diet, I went on a gluten-free Alkaline. That's what I was on, and I was on that. I basically discovered when I went on the diet. I knew that something was going. I knew something was already going on with my body um, three years ago. You know uh, that God had already revealed to me what was going on and told me to get certain things. So I didn't know what was actually going on. So prior um, to me going on my little diet the lord spoke to me and he told me he said gluten-free alkaline and i said you know uh okay so i cleaned cleaned out my refrigerator got everything done and before that my headaches were massive migraines were crazy it was so much stuff going on with me and um this has been going they had this had been going on for uh since last year you know so it wasn't um it was, yes, I carry, you know, uh, found out that there's a gene of, of celiac, but that doesn't show up until, you know, with celiac disease, it doesn't show up until years later. It might show up as an adult, it might show up, and it can be, you know, reversed, I'm pretty sure, and all these different things. But for me, uh, three years ago was a very stressful time in my life, and most times that, that can be what can happen. So uh, I already talked about all of that, of how it, it happened, and just different things like that. So this was something that I was going through that actually became chronic because of the stress, the you know different things that I talked about that I had experienced um, the past few years. And so it actually uh, worsened uh, a lot of things. And so going through pregnancy made it even worse. So it really uh, brought out many different uh, things like my eyesight, my eyesight change so many things change during pregnancy that people don't know like it just it highlights everything everything is is really magnified so for me it was like crazy so I was very every time I go to a doctor's appointment like I'm like okay I'm going to the doctor's appointment especially my uh gynecologist appointment I definitely treat myself after uh regardless of what what you know what the result whatever it is i go treat myself and uh recently i went to get my allergy test done because i was uh contemplating on going dairy free now some i know you know my sister's vegan um she's been vegan for the past uh year and um she found out that she was allergic to eggs and most of the time like if she's allergic to something i'm probably also allergic to to it probably too but i was just like no i'm not receiving that <laughs> because like i was like no and you know i don't i don't talk about um you know i talk about some things but it's like i'm like no you know she when she told me that i was like uh uh-uh, uh that's not me you know when she got her ancestry and all this stuff and I was like uh uh you know so I I I started going through things that I was like okay maybe this is and me and my sister have many we have many characteristics that are similar even though we both have two different last names we still have the same parents and we actually believe in our Irish twins which are uh twins that are you know they're 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 not born on the same day but they were uh in the in the womb I'm guessing how they say at the same time. So it's really weird, which is also some other stuff that I'll get into later on. But anyway, um, so I go get this test because I'm like, okay, Lord, should I go? Uh, I want to do, I'm, I'm thinking, I know, I'm something is, I'm feeling like, okay, I need to go dairy-free. So, the time when I had all the gluten-free, I mean, gluten-free bread, gluten-free pasta, uh, gluten-free rice cakes, all this stuff was gluten-free. Everything had to be gluten-free. And I also got some, like, dairy-free ice cream. I mean, ice cream's are like $5. You know, bread is like $5 compared to, like, the $2 bread you would usually get. So, I didn't, you know, I was still eating cheese. I've been off of... um, I was off of cow milk for like maybe since January. So I, I, I don't, I haven't been on, you know, cow milk. I've only drank almond milk and, um, but I still had, I was still eating yogurt, you know, I still had milk in certain things, you know, milk is also, you know, in different things too, not just, you know, cow milk. So, um, My brother was actually, I found out, we found out that years ago that he was actually lactose intolerant. So I was thinking of all these things and I was like, no, Lord, I'm only, I'm only allergic to wheat. Like that's it. You know, I'm not doing all of this stuff. I'm not changing my diet. And so for me, diet is not, diet is important. But for me, um, I don't like just do it to be like, okay, I'm healthy. I got to do this. I got to do that. Yes, certain things actually would grieve me. Um, especially, uh, you know, after a miscarriage, I remember I could not eat shrimp at all. I was, I made the shrimp pasta and I picked out all the shrimp cause it made me so sad, you know? And it, it was a time where I was just pescatarian. I could, I did not eat any other meat, nothing. Like I stopped it completely, like actually for, uh, 10 months and the pregnancy made me crave a cheeseburger again. which was completely weird because I didn't have any meat in my system, but I was craving this cheeseburger. And that's why, how I, when I picked it back up, but anyway, so I go get my testing. And because I want to get to you guys uh, really talk about getting through something, fighting the fight, keeping the fight. And I'm talking about how to really celebrate and really evaluate your days. What I do now is I evaluate every day i don't sit there and be like oh you know today was a bad day oh my god you know i didn't make it out today no i sit there and value. okay you know what what did i do good today okay like i know today i got this done i'm happy 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 because usually when we have bad days we just go to sleep we go to bed and we're like you know today i didn't do so well no for me i'm actually like okay you know what i acknowledge it today was crappy <laughs> You know, today was crappy, but what was good today? And then I was like, okay, well, this was good today. So I'm having some ice cream, even though I'll have ice cream on a bad day. It doesn't matter. It's just how you reinforce reinforcement versus, you know, discipline and punishment. And so this, that's something that, um, with my students, you know, when I was teaching my students, when there's, you have discipline, you know, and you have reinforcement When my students would do something that was not really so good, I had this thing where it it really helped them and it really helped them grow. And I remember their parents coming back to me and saying, what did you do? Like, how are you able to keep them, how do they listen to you? How do you, why are you so, like, why do they listen to you? They don't listen, I've had teachers would tell me, they don't listen to me like that. You know, like, how do your students listen to you? And I remember leaving the school, and when I came back, they said, Oh my gosh, Mr. Boer, like they were so unorganized when you left. Like, but before that, people were like, Oh, well, you're too uh uh-uh, uh, you're too like you know, strict or are this or that. I mean, this, some people have their own opinions and sometimes people just talk because they're just mad, you know, because they can't keep their class together. But uh, anyway, I was I was teaching them, you know, training them because they had to go on stage. These were uh, and I was teaching from gymnastics to uh, 12. I was teaching gymnastics and performing arts. I was teaching from like uh, 12 months to six. So my three and fours would actually get on stage and perform. They would not, it was not just, okay, they tap and no. My, my three and fours were putting on a recital. They would come chasse, they would come out the curtain. It was a whole performance. So the, the teachers, would be so excited to watch them because they had never seen three and four-year-olds doing what they were doing on stage. And somebody told me, like, how do you get these three and four-year-olds to be disciplined, to be able to come out and chassé across the stage, hold hands, tendu, go around, turn, and, and pick up props? And how do you get them to do that? And so I remember telling the teacher, I was like, you know, my mom talked to me when I was three and four. When I was three and four, like, I was doing things that... I was doing like I taught my older brother how to tie his shoe when I was three. I, I knew how to tie my shoe. I was actually two, and then I turned three. So I knew how to tie my shoe at three years old, and I taught my five-year-old brother how, brother how to tie his shoe, how to tie his shoe, and my siblings. So I was doing a lot of things, early, way early before the time that I that I was was basically older i was younger than a lot of people that were older than me and i was teaching them how to do things so i i said no they can do this they they can they can they can do this i was like no they can they can talk to me these i would listen to these 3 and 4 year olds they would talk to me and they would have conversations with me and i remember having those conversations with my mom so i said no these these they, they understand what I'm saying. So I would train these. I mean, the recitals were amazing. The parents were so excited because like three and four year olds were doing what like teenagers would be doing. They were doing that. They were doing this. And, you know, you see these competitive dancers and you see them little kids doing this stuff. No, it's possible. So anyway, how but they had to be shaped. They had to be trained to be able to get used to uh, an environment of performing arts, of, of, especially with ballet they had to because some of them would come in silly they would do this so you have to structure the class and so what i did was my my um how i how i trained and even the students that were that needed discipline i also reinforced and, and rewarded them as well i reinforced and rewarded them yes if they act up at the end of the day i didn't give everybody a stamp when when I would give them a stamp or when I would give them little things or give them little things to do, I wouldn't give it to everybody. If they did not do what they were supposed to do, what they I come when they come into class, I give them an expectation. This is what we're gonna do. This is how it's going to go. This is what we're this is what I expect from you. This is what you can expect from me. So I'm talking to them, I'm giving them an agreement, I'm giving them an arrangement, and we we have a we have an understanding. This is how I talk to them, even though they're younger than me. You they have an expectation of me as a teacher, I have an expectation of them as a as a student when they come in my class, my specific class. And so what we do is we evaluate if they did not, I've had, I remember so many people said, uh, Mr. Bora, you know, you don't give everyone a, uh, you know, stamp, you know, I don't think you should do. And, and then I said, so when I started giving everyone a stamp, even though the ones that didn't act right, they started acting all over the place. And, and the, the, the owner told me, she said, you know. They, I, she came in she said well I feel like you should give them all one you know they're doing this the kids are crying they're doing this I said I shouldn't have to do that because they they know what they're supposed to do so what happened was everybody was going crazy when I started doing and giving everybody one it was all crazy she called me back in she said please continue to do what you were doing before whatever you were doing before whatever technique that you were doing before it's working they're not only getting better, they're getting enough discipline that that they need and they're getting the reinforcement that they need and they're growing. This is what I was doing in my classroom. So what I'm saying is we have to be able to reinforce and reward ourselves, even when we feel like we, we didn't do anything so well. It's not saying, hey, beat yourself up all day. You know, don't beat yourself up all day when you make a mistake, but acknowledge you made that mistake. Say, okay, you know what? I need to change it. Then come back when you see yourself getting better, come back and say, okay, you know what? That wasn't such a good quality I had. I didn't treat such and such uh, th- the way I should have did today, but you know what? I'm going to get better. And when I get better, I'm going to, this is how I'm going to re- I'm going to reward. And this is how I'm going to change the situation. Everything doesn't have to be peaches, peaches, cream all day. It's not going to be like that. It's not going to be like that. But there is, and it is very important to make sure that there's a balance. All right, if that makes sense. So reward yourself. Reward yourself. You know, and that's one thing that I do. I'm not going to call it a ritual, but uh, (laughs) that's one thing I do. So when I got the test done, going back to the story, I was you know I don't really like to get blood drawn I don't know they have to always do the butterfly needle anyway because like my veins just be hiding for some reason but you know I got the blood test done everything and my results came back so But keep in mind, before the test, I had to go back with with gluten. So I had to start eating gluten again. So I was so happy. I was eating my pizza, (laughs) you know, crazy stuff. Again, I even had like a shrimp. I think I had a, what is, I had like a shrimp broil Um, at home. I had like a pasta with like shrimp. So I started back eating all that stuff again, even though, you know, shrimp has nothing to do with that anyway, because I was already eating that, but I was craving this shrimp for some reason. So I went, got my test done. After the test got done, you know, rewarded myself with a little ice cream or something, flowers, something I like to do. And so um, I ended up getting my results back actually this week. So I found out that, yes, I'm allergic, I cannot eat gluten, which which was right, I already knew that, you know, the celiac disease. But I'm also allergic to cow milk, I'm allergic to eggs, and I'm allergic to shrimp. So, when I saw that test, I was just like, ah, shrimp! Not shrimp, not shrimp, not shrimp. I was like, no, not shrimp. I cannot be allergic to shrimp. No more shrimp. And so, I was like, so, I wasn't allergic to tuna. I wasn't allergic to codfish. I wasn't allergic to all of that. So, I was like, oh, man, cow milk? Really? Like, I don't eat cow milk anyway. <laughs> but I was like, so, this, means, this, this makes sense why I've been feeling this way or why I've been feeling this way and so certain people go on diets because they grieve certain animals you know which I understand I don't I personally don't feel like I don't feel like eating meat is going to send you to hell I don't I don't you know the bible even says like if somebody teaches that it's going to send you to hell that is not coming from the lord like that is not a wise preacher the bible actually says that and it says that in the bible there's a verse that actually says that because now if you're eating meat as a sacrifice trying to sacrifice something then that is not of god you know and that is a sin but um everything that the lord gives is good but i will have to tell you i was very Uh, grieved with me with uh, meat the last few years you know like i would look at it and i would be like uh, uh, you know i can't eat that like it was like that so i'm also that way with like when i see people cutting down trees or when i see people capturing birds um i was also that way and um i'll never forget when they put these birds in some nets downtown and they were taking, and I, I, I screamed over the, the rail. I said, what are you guys, where are you taking those birds? Leave those birds alone. And so the man was like, all these homeless people out here, you worried about birds? And I said, where are you taking them? And I wasn't mad, I was just like concerned. And he said, oh, oh we're taking them, they're going to use them for research. And I was just so, something was so ang- angered in me about these birds <laughs> you know these were pigeons these weren't cute birds they was pigeons so I do have those grievings you know even with plants when I see somebody ripping up a plant out the tree or cutting down a tree like it it just you know if but it's just not possible everybody's gonna do what they're gonna do if I don't eat meat or plants I'm gonna have to be a fruitarian I'm gonna be really really small and whatever so yeah I don't really think that I feel like everybody has their own journey and you know blase blase but anyway i when i found out that news you guys when i found out that news i was just i looked at the screen and i said shrimp eggs not eggs not eggs, god no (laughs) so you know i looked at it and i said okay and sometimes you think you think man why did i have to go mingle and meddle and all of this other stuff, because if I wouldn't have saw this, I would have still been happy eating my eggs. I wouldn't have realized nothing was wrong with me. And it just reminds me with Adam and Eve, and how they went to go eat that tree, and you know the fruits and the the fruit of good and evil. Meaning they didn't know anything. They didn't know what they that they were naked until they took up they took of this this fruit. And so it reminds me of certain things like we don't know that we don't like, yes, we were born into sin. Yes, we were born into this whole concept with Adam and Eve. And I realized that, you know, there's so much stuff going on in the world. There's so much problems. There's so much things about ourselves. There's so much things that people say about us. There's so much all this, this and that, this and that. And if we don't focus on that, I realized that we would be so much better off if we didn't worry so much about what somebody thought about us what somebody said about us and i'm talking to myself here i'm not just talking to you guys but we would be so much better off if we just didn't worry about those things but for me i needed to get that allergy test done because it was my health you know i i needed to take care of there were some things that you know i was wondering okay you know what i know i need to change my diet i don't know what it is and i the whole time i was just like god i don't really want to go vegan (laughs) like my sister that's her thing for me i was just like she knows how to put stuff together out of nothing. It's a lot of work, you know? I went, I did it for three whole days. I remember she cleaned out my whole refrigerator and I almost fainted and fell out. I was so drained, it felt like the whole, my whole body was sucked out of me. You know, and uh, we laughed about it, but I was just like, yeah, I don't know. Uh. <laughs> so I thank God that, uh, you know, It's it's not as bad. It's it's not at least I can eat nuts, you know, at least I can eat walnuts and different things like that, but I can still I can still go and eat everything anything I want, but it's it's going to not make me feel good already, you know, with a celiac. If I eat like I noticed when I got off of gluten and when I got off of gluten, my I felt so much better. The migraine stopped, it was it was a complete different feeling for me. And so it was affecting my body. And so like, I have to, I can't, you know, I have to stay off of that because it, with the chronic, with this chronic disorder, it's not like, it's not a light thing anymore. It has become something chronic. Not, I don't want to say, yes, they say chronic is permanent, but I believe, you know, God can reverse whatever he wants. Like nothing is permanent. I don't think anything is permanent. Like, I don't think, um, like I've worked with, uh, students, kids with autism. I've worked with all different types of kids and I've seen them uh, de- uh, developed and I've seen them grow. And so I don't think any anything that you have is is just, I don't think that it's permanent. I, I never think that way. I feel like it can be reversed or it can be lifted or it can be um, uh, basically Mm, evolved or like developed that's what I believe so but it just depends on what you're willing to go to get that even you know mental disorders or mental health uh mental a mental illness I always tell people a mental illness is something that is is present it doesn't become a disorder until it becomes almost to the fact that it's gotten so bad that it becomes a disorder. I tell people all the time, like depression. One ounce of depression is a mental illness, period. That's what it is. It's it's being it's when you go to the hospital for like a cut, it's the same thing, it's just in your mind. So it becomes a disorder when it becomes chronically or it becomes long term. And what happens is that disorder can also be reversed. But you have to take the time to basically reprocess the, the different things in your mind and your brain. You have to take the time to let go of the habits and reprocess and refocus. And so you will be you will get better. And so that's why some people go through counseling. Some people go through all these different things. And so just getting back to my topic, you guys, um, everything that we go through every news the bad news the good news whatever it is it's very important for you to basically evaluate evaluate i got this far i was in pain man If imagine if i wouldn't have imagine if i wouldn't have like if i wouldn't have got tested if i wouldn't go got these out i would have never knew what was going on with me i wouldn't be able to i had a suspicion that okay i need to get off of dairy i knew god revealed to me that i had to get off of weed already you know i knew what was going on but i had so many complications like going on before and I didn't know and I realized that everybody has different hormones, different allergies food allergies. Some people are allergic to almond milk. They can't drink almond milk period. They can drink like you know maybe milk but they can't drink almond. So everybody has a different blueprint in their body everybody has a different um, basically it's, it's completely different. Everyone is different. Everyone is not the same. Their body is not the same and so I I'm, I'm learning that and so what I want to say is learn how to really uh reward and acknowledge certain things in yourself and in your life. And I feel like this is going to help you to be able to push through because we're talking about the power of travailing and pushing through in those times. You know, the power of pushing through. Most of the time when, when a lot of us get sick, we don't want to do nothing, we just want to lay in bed. You know, we don't want to We don't want to pray. We don't want to, you know, realize what's going on. We just want to lay. I've been there, you know, we just want to lay sad. Oh, I'm going to be sad for two hours. I'm going to bed. Forget it. I don't want to talk to nobody, you know. And then we walking around mad. And then I, I have to change my attitude. I'm like, okay, you know what? Let me get up. Let me investigate. <laughs> Let me investigate why. Not investigate other people, you know, like we like to do. Let me investigate myself. Let me figure out what's going on. You know, I'm going through all of this because everything, not the devil, everything ain't witchcraft, you know, that ain't what it is all the time it's not all of that all the time sometimes we actually got issues come on we actually have situations that we got to deal with everything ain't everybody else it ain't everybody else's fault yes people love to pray witchcraft and demonic forces yes the enemy comes bringing us spiritual attacks but we have to be able to discern what is us and what is something else because all the time is not somebody out to get you i know that i talk a lot about you know, witchcraft and different things because it's real. So many people, they don't realize that it's some real. See, I, just because just as prayer is real. Jesus is real. There's dark forces that is real. And I talk about it, but it is not all that all the time in my life. Some things I, I acknowledge, some things I put myself in, some things I put myself in because I don't set boundaries, some things are against me or working against me, but it doesn't give me an excuse not to continue to fight and push forward and realize, okay, Lord, let me get to the bottom of this. Let me evaluate this. What is this? Show me what this is in my life so I can see. I can't control what somebody else is doing to me, but I can pray. I can change the outcome i can not figure out what it is i can not get better so this is how you have to look at it and this is what i i began to do as i began to really move forward and through these really hard times you know years ago when i would have went through certain things that i go through now i probably wouldn't have i don't know what i would have done i don't know what i would have done you know When I miscarried twins at 19, literally, I knew I was pregnant. I was scared. I remember praying out to God, God, please. I I said I told God to spare me. I I told the Lord at 19 years old, I told the Lord to spare me. I was not ready for a pregnancy. I was not. I shouldn't even been having sex. I wasn't ready. I threw the phone at the wall. I was angry. I was not ready. This was before I found out. This was the day that I. It, there was a sp- suspicion when the guy told me, he, you know, oops. Well, you know the rest. I was like, what? You what? Threw the cell phone at the wall. Got angry. You know, I said, I am 19. I cannot get pregnant. I have a career. This is going to, I was, it was a completely different thing for me. You know, but there I was, and I told him, I said, "Well, I'm having sex with you. It ain't your fault. It's mine. We're in this together." You know, and I remember having this conversation, and I I was going, it was on my way to a dance competition, and uh, this other girl. She was a nanny to some of the competitors. You know, I was teaching dance at this time. We went to this Latin competition. And we were at Subway. And she told me, she said, you know, I wanted to get your advice. And look how God worked, you guys. Here I am. You know, Think I'm actually pregnant. <laughs> but didn't know that I really didn't know yet. And the guy, you know, um, he offered to... uh he offered to get plan b and all that. It was like we had that conversation. So, we were we're in subway and we're talking and the the woman the young she was about I was 19, she was about maybe 23, 24. She said, "Well, you know, I think I might be pregnant because my boyfriend did you know, didn't pull out whatever she was saying." And she said, "What do you think I should do?" Ooh. You guys. And I was paying for my food. She said, What do you think I should do? She said, You know, he wants to get plan B. He said he'll get plan B. Same situation I was in. Same situation. Offered to get plan B. Same situation. I said, I said, Let's pray. I grabbed her hand. I said, God, let your will be done. Let your will be done. I said, Let God. I said, If you're pregnant. I think that, you know, this is what I told her. I said, if you are pregnant, I think that you should take that responsibility because you lay down with it. You put yourself in that situation. And I told her, I said, I'm also in the same situation. And I said, this conversation made me take responsibility for what I was doing. And I went home, we were in the same situation. I didn't know this girl. This is the first time I'm meeting this girl. I went home, you know, I sat there period didn't come next month period didn't come found out I'm pregnant you know and I said you know I don't know if you're I knew I was pregnant before I found out I was like you know if you're not if you're I don't know if you're a girl or a boy in there but I'm gonna name you angel you know then I ended up praying to God, I was praying I was repenting to the Lord I said, Lord, please I said, spare me just spare me this one time if you spare me this one time, I will live for you I I, I just can't I can't take on this burden but then at that time, I remember saying I said, you know, Lord, if I'm pregnant then I'll, you know, I'll open my studio with, the, with, the, with you know I thought it, you know, at the time it was one I'll open my studio, I'll continue to do what I'm doing because I took on this and I said but God just just spare me whatever your will is you just please and I remember I had miscarriage in the toilet and it was it was two that came out in the toilet and I had a miscarriage my I didn't have my period for 2 months and I prayed to God and as a 19 year old I was relieved Yeah, miscarriage is something serious. You know, I had a miscarriage two years ago, and I was devastated. It 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 puts on it puts on a lot of emotional trauma on you when you have a miscarriage. It's very devastating, you know. But that made me think. That made me really take responsibility for what I was doing, and it made me realize that, you know, like you have to, you have to realize you know that what you're what you're going through and what you're what you're in and that was a very hard time for me even though I had that miscarriage and going through that stuff that was a very hard hard moment for me as well being that that had happened and I was so young when I got pregnant you know and there was many there were many things in my life that I had to fight through that I had to really fight through And get through because my life could have turned a complete different way. My life might not have been what it had been if that would have happened, you know. And I knew at that time I was not ready. I was not ready for this. But even if I did have the children, I knew that God would prepare me for that in that specific moment. So there's somebody probably like, you know what? I don't know what to do. I'm not ready for this. I want you to pray for god's will i never got i never talked to that girl and, and knew if she was pregnant or if she wasn't i never i never even uh been where i was able to contact her again but i knew what i did know in that time was i did know to pray i did not know how to pray i did know what i needed to do and and what i always do the only thing i knew to do was to pray for god's perfect will in my life and if that meant having kids, that then, then I knew that that's what he, his will was for me. So at an early age, I learned how to accept what was from God and accept what wasn't, accept what he allowed me to go through and accept what he wasn't. This is why when things happen to me, I understand. I don't beat myself up. I don't say, you know what? Oh, you know, oh, I hate me. I hate me. I hate me. I realize that what he does is for a specific reason and what he allows he allows and what he doesn't he doesn't and i knew that that wasn't his will but i do believe that i me praying you know me praying was something that was that that was really that he really listened you know to my prayer and understand okay you know what i understand that so something else i want to get into i want to get into um Understanding that you're going to go through things. You're going to go through experiences. You're going to go through things. But how are you going to handle these things? How are you going to get through these things? How are you going to handle these things? How are you going to react through these things? And so you got to know that the burn hurts, but it pays off. The things you go through, the emotions you experience, all these different things hurt it feels bad it feels you know you don't feel good all these different things but it's worth it in the end you know it's worth it in the end and just like they say no pain no gain no pain when you're in a gym if you don't feel any pain if you don't feel anything hurting you're not doing nothing you don't see yourself on a treadmill and you cruising through the treadmill and you don't feeling no pain. No, you start feeling pain in your chest. You start feeling pain in your legs. You start feeling pain, you know, it starts hurting. I remember uh, being in track and we would run. We would have to run around this week. We used to call it the hump. We used to have to run to train and condition ourselves. And I used to run track when I was uh, 13. I used to do four by one, four by two relays. And uh, sprint. Um, I, didn't, I didn't. I didn't like distance running. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, I didn't. It was just too much. And when we used to run on that hill, man, that hump, that my legs would hurt. They would hurt. They would hurt. They were. I'd be like, oh. I, people would be cheating. They would hide, and I would still be running because it helped me. Because when you get as a sprinter, especially as a relay runner that I was, I ran anchor leg, so I was the last leg, which is one of the hardest. Uh, Legs, And um, even though I was the fastest, I still had to train my body. I had to train myself because once you get to the end, you can get burnout. Your legs will stop. Your legs will stop moving. I remember when I first when I first my first race, I I sped down that anchor. I was sped and passed up so many people. When I got to the end, my legs gave out. I was still running, but I could have. I I, Basically those All the people I passed up I fell a little bit behind Because I wasn't even moving my arms anymore You know And I had fell behind So What I'm saying is You have to continue You have to continue to Push through Even when it burns Even when it hurts Mental strength I want to talk about mental strength Mental strength We talked about this in the war of the mind we talked about this at the beginning mental strength is so important a lot of things that I went through developed a lot of mental strength in me because even because as a child I struggled a lot with emotional things you know like um emotional um depression you know just different things like that and, um, I mean, I knew I had, I knew I was depressed. Like I, I didn't have a diagnosis or anything. I just knew I was depressed. You know, you know, you sad. so, um, I went through a lot of things like that. And so it helped me when I got, every time I got through this, every time I got through each thing, it built. it's like building another rank, you know, it helped me and it helped me build myself so much emotionally. I remember, uh, a few years ago, my aunt told me, she said, you know, there was just a lot of things happening in the family that wasn't good. We had to prepare. We had a lot of bad news. And she said, well, you know, you're taking this well out of everybody. You're the most emotionally strong out of everyone in the family right now. And so even as a child, like I had to like, I told you guys how I had to watch my family. I had to do this. I So I became the responsible to the emotional strong. But as a teenager, I was going through a lot of abuse and different things. And it was I was considered the most emotionally weak, you know? And so, because I was going through those two different things, but just because you're going through an emotional weakness at a point doesn't mean you're going to stay there and so I think that that's important for us to know that we have to um mental strength and how we gain mental strength is going through trials is getting through those trials it's every time you get through something guess what you're gaining strength you're getting smarter you're getting wiser you're reacting differently and so all of that stuff that I went through as a teen yes it wasn't good to me I I mean, even as a child, no, I didn't deserve it, but it, it helped me. It helped me with something. And I just, I always thank God. I say, God, thank you. Thank you for giving me a sound, a saying. Thank you for giving me a sound mind. Thank you for, and I always pray that stuff over me. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for, uh, revealing things to me. God, thank you for showing me things in my heart so I can, thank you for filtering it out. Thank you for showing me what's not my thoughts. Thank you for filtering out my thoughts. I always pray these things over myself and Because I so God can show me what is and what is not. You know, that's very important because everything you have to know that this is it's a spiritual battle the little darts and things that come towards you through people, through things. If you look at it in a spiritual sense, it's not saying like, yeah, they might be jealous of you. Of course they are jealous of you. You know, of course they're angry, of course they're mad. Of course some people are this or that or this or that. But if you look at it in a spiritual point of view, you're able to block those things mentally and then watch them fall. And so that's how I began to train my mind when I see little things coming toward me. Yes, I'm not the best. I have went off online, I did this and that. Trust me, I still will go off. I still have a mouth, you know, but it's the grace of God that keeps me, uh, you know, tamed and different things and it's the holy spirit that keeps me tame because i am still a human but what i've learned is when i see these things come i look at them and i face look them in the face these spiritual darts and things principalities and i watch them fall to the ground because i know this is not no this this mountain will move this will turn around this is no god said hey god said put everything that exhausts itself around above him will come down I already know God's word so no this has to turn around this has to fall down you are not of God you will fall to the ground this is not God's will for me this is not God's purpose for me and I know that and so without saying anything I am able to cancel out these darts these plans of the enemy these plans of negative energy negative people negative things I am negative thoughts even my own thoughts that try to exhaust itself above the the will of God for my life I'm able to cast these things down because I'm able to recognize them and I'm able to fight back mentally and so that's important what travailing and what I'm talking about and all of these different things it's important to mental strength pushing through when it hurts pushing through when somebody just cursed you out when somebody just told you something that was mean when somebody just told you some stuff that called you out of your name All these different things, learn how to see it, accept it, and cast these things down. So let me see, come into, so the last, something that's very important I wanted to show you guys, and this is going to push us into our next um, uh, thing that I'm going to do, but come into the battlefield ready, come into the battlefield ready. How do you come into the battlefield ready? When you come into the battlefield ready, you're coming into what you know, the warfare. I always say, you've probably heard me say it before, when I leave my place, I am coming into the battlefield. When I leave where I live, wherever I'm going, I am coming into something else, a new realm, a new war. I am coming into that when I when I leave. The moment you leave your house, the moment you go outside, the moment you walk into another atmosphere, you're leaving this protection, this hedge, and you're going into something else. And so, I always tell, um, I always say that on my podcast that you're walking into something else, you're walking into something uh, new, that you have to be prepared. You have to be prepared for this battlefield. You have to be prepared for what you're getting ready to experience. And if you're not, you're going to walk out there with no armor. You're going to walk out there, not prepared. You're going to walk out there and you're just going to go through all this stuff. We even know you're going to go through this stuff anyway, but you want to go through it and you want to walk into it mentally and spiritually prepared. And how do you do that? You understand who you were. You understand what, who God called you to be. You understand that God, that he, in the end, there is him. He is always there with you. And you understand the scripture. I, I have fought the good fight of faith. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. Every time you experience something, every time I get back home, even if I go, when I go out, it's, if it's whatever it is, grocery store, because you know people be rude in the grocery store. When I go out, I come back in. Woo! That's the first thing I'm pretty—I'm pretty sure people could hear me with all them bags. And I come in with all them bags. And I'll be like, woo! That's me saying I made it. I come up the stairs. I'm like, woo! You know, I made it. I made it home. I'm finally home. I didn't went through all these people in the grocery store. I didn't went up the up the ramps. You know, in the in the cashier's office. No, not the cashier's office. <laughs> I said the cashier. I didn't win. I didn't win taking me back to school. Off the cashier, uh, the line. And, whew, that's the thing I did. I let it out. That's how you have to look at your life, your walk, your journey. You know what? I, get, I just got back home. I made it. Today wasn't the best. Today was crap for me, but I made it, you know? I made it. I did, just like me getting that result. You know what, hey? <laughs> I ain't gonna, eggs, eggs is making me sick, but look, I made it. <laughs> eggs, eggs ain't, I can't eat eggs more, but look, I, I can still eat a walnut, you know? I can still eat tuna fish, so it's like, looking at the things that, you know, you see about yourself like I tell people I talked about this earlier on my page you know people say oh they tell me oh you got some your feet your legs your skin is so beautiful you know you have so your skin is so nice but they don't know that I struggle with a skin disorder you know I struggle with uh color and this celiac disease that i break out like i literally turn into a mump if i eat the wrong thing and people are like what what i remember i was at a uh, i told you guys i was at a missionary conference and i ate this bread uh it was so good it was a cortisone thing and uh like a pizza thing and they had like a whole bunch of different foods and they were giving uh, books every day it was just a, a great conference uh and i went and I came back and I was in a hotel room under the blanket because I had broke out in these white spots and they were like what happened you know you're are you coming to us coming with us to the next event and I was like "Uh, uh-uh, uh, I'm staying here and I was it had spread into my boobs it was just crazy and the next day it went away but I was just like oh my god you know I'm so embarrassed and I have to live with that <laughs> you know but when people see me they're like oh you like, no, no, like no no I got all this stuff so I have to do different things to my body you know I have to no not like different surgeries I and mean, then no but it's like I have to do different things to take care of myself that it might be a little bit more than someone else so I understand when someone's on a diet you know you don't know why they're on a diet you don't know why they cut out all these different foods you don't know why they're vegan you don't really know why people do what they do um Sometimes it's not because they're trying to be better than you. That's just what their that's just their diet, you know? And so um everyone has a different thing. Some people can't some people don't need to be vegan. They need some meat. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, or they need to have this or that. So everybody is different, so that's what I've learned. So remember, you guys, take that time to really keep going and fighting through your situation you know, whatever situation it is, and remember that even though you're in this situation, even though you're in this situation, you're going through this situation, there's always something that is going to be wrong. There's always gonna be something that you don't have altogether, that you're missing. It's gonna always be like that. You know, we all got something that we have to struggle with in life. People can't see it. Somebody might have mental mental stuff going on or something that they're struggling with. And somebody might um, have some skin, something dealing with their skin. Um, somebody told me recently, hey, you know, I struggle with this type of depression. You know, this bipolar uh, depression. And they asked me, did I know what it was? And I said, oh yeah, I know what it is. You know, I know what it is. And I was like, well, I understand. I understand what you're going through. And I said, "Uh, I'm glad that you're expressing this to me. And you're telling this to me because it shows me, it's like having a little chart. You know, you can realize like, you don't have to tell people all your business. Like you don't have to tell them, oh, you know, I have this this disorder or I have this or I have that. But if you trust somebody and you want to talk to them about it, it's great, or even if it's like a partner, a relationship, a marriage, whatever share share that if you're open like don't just share everything with everybody like especially if you don't trust like talking to them, I understand like you don't you don't need to tell everybody your your business but' if you're trust a partner, you have somebody new in your life and you're getting close to them and you kind of you it's okay to be open and say, you know, Hey, I have this. It was, I didn't, I didn't talk about my like skin stuff, you know, what I was going through. But when it started getting to the point when I realized, Hey, this is chronic or this is getting bad. Like where it's hard for me to roll out the bed. Like I might, you know, everybody knows I'm a, uh, I sleep in, <laughs> that's just my schedule, you know, working from home, everything like that working for myself like i can make my own schedule so but there's times where people don't understand that it's hard for me to actually get up like my um it was so bad i was having like a tingly tingling like in my fingers my whole legs were like um hurting and uh it was because it was literally because of my diet gluten gluten if you have a gluten intolerance or a celiac disease it attacks your uh small intestine you know it attacks the gluten attack is attacking your body and that that the gluten is literally like eating up everything so i had no idea what was going on and so testing and finding out those things was good for me even though finding them if I didn't find them out I would probably be walking around eating I eating it whatever I wanted and not worrying about it but it would still affect me and then it would probably explode in the future or something bad would have happened in the future so it's good to be open about things if you can you know I'm glad that I could share talk about this stuff with you guys because people don't know you know people see um people from the outside we see people from the outside we don't know what they experience we don't know the struggles that they have we don't know what they do we don't know and um for me i've always been like you know in um at at, when i was younger i was in like you know science math all that stuff then i got into performing arts track and all this other stuff and i always had to work a lot harder to keep my weight down uh because i i was born in a family of, uh, bigger bones, you know, uh, like that was just a, um, athletic build, you know, very different. So this is what I, um, I, uh, grew up in, you know, and I have, um, Latin ancestry. I also have European ancestry, you know, Irish And so, uh, you know, you guys are, I have African ancestry too, which uh, people already know, but I have all these different things that also take a huge role in my genetics, you know, in my, um, in my, um, uh, body type and what I'm experiencing, you know, and somebody said, well, you got stuff going on with you that like this race got going on. And I was like, well, um, I that's some of my ancestry, believe it or not, you know. And so, we all have ancestry from all over if we actually figure it out. But I didn't know that, you know. I started having all these issues, and I didn't understand why. Um, and um, I remember going to New Orleans a trip, and uh, everybody ate, everybody was able to drink that water in New Orleans. And me, my sister, and a teacher, we all was on the toilet, we could not. I was on the toilet, on the toilet taking a uh, a dump and sick. Couldn't even get sick as a dog. Couldn't even go get up and um go to the next place. And it was only us three. Everybody else was good, but I realized now looking at it, we all have a similar. We all had a similar internal issue that we all had that we didn't know. So all of this stuff that um you're going through understand that somebody else is going through it too and understand that you might be going through it in this region but somebody else is going through it in another region it might be you know your you might you might can see your issue out you might can see your issue you might not be able to see anyone else's issue you know and i'm actually writing a book about all of this stuff um and just doing, I've been doing some clinical research for a while on a, on a lot of just things, and um, it show it. Everybody has something. Everybody has uh, something. Everybody's body type is different, like I said before. Everybody's blueprint is different, and so your this means your personal struggle is going to be different from someone else's personal struggle, and I don't think that we encourage people enough or uh even in your family your friend group whatever you are not just I'm not just talking about preachers pastors no I'm not just talking about them I'm talking about all of us we have to really encourage people that everyone has their own personal journey you know I had a friend over and we were talking about something and she mentioned something to me and I said what and I like covered my mouth I said so I've been I've been going crazy over this you know (laughs) and um You know we both had something in common and uh, I was like I was just thinking about this you know and I and we were just laughing and it made me feel so much better that I was able to talk to somebody you know that I was able to um, like somebody had the same was experiencing the same thing I was experiencing and so that's a good thing it it wasn't nothing bad like oh I'm about to tell you this no like we were able to talk this was a person who I invited to my I was close to I invited him to my home and we were able to have a safe space and be able to talk about it so I encourage you whoever you are like express your whatever you're going through and be proud about it you know, it's not going to be like I tell people all the time, like, I got stretch marks People don't, when they see me, they don't see What I go through with my skin Like, they don't see the little a little Dark mark or a little pimple, they don't see that People don't see that People, when they meet you, they don't see your Imperfections, they don't see, they don't want to see It, really, but Like, if you show them And a person is going To love you through it That's love You know, I, you always wonder like when you I remember I wouldn't wear makeup and this guy would be like oh my gosh you just so beautiful without makeup and I'm like oh, oh god I look like a warrior you know <laughs> it's just like oh and no so this was then and so we think we look women most sometimes and so many women look so uh, beautiful without makeup and I actually love like usually when I'm at home I don't wear any makeup I don't wear any makeup like even if I do YouTube videos I really don't wear makeup a lot Uh, if I do like sometimes I do but it just depends but I don't really um I don't like post with like makeup on but at home like if I have visitors I don't wear makeup I'm just walking around with a hoodie or something on but uh, I love a natural face you know I love my natural face. I love because before I would just always have to go out with makeup on, I always have to have it on, but I actually love it. you know, I love being at home being able to wipe my face but and not having any makeup on it and uh you know people don't look at they don't they're not worried about that when they see you, you know they're seeing your spirit, they're seeing your how you really look. this is when somebody really cares, you know women women when they give birthday legs or wide open I just you know all of this is open, everything is showing, they're not thinking about nothing, you know and cause it's, it's they, the doctors are like, look, I'm not looking at that, this is my job, like I'm not looking at you know, I'm not looking at none of that, I'm worried about we trying to get this baby out, so it's like, we worry so much you know, we worry so much about um like, you know instead of worrying about all the stuff that you did wrong in the past. Focus on what you're doing right. Find that one thing and say, you know what? I'm good at this. That one talent. I'm I I'm good. I suck at this. <laughs> I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> but I'm good at this. So I'ma go back to this. I'm doing all this other stuff, but I'ma stick I'ma stick to this. I'ma stick to this one thing that I'm good at. And I've noticed that many people that stick to the one thing that they're good at, they thrive so much and they become that you can see it you can see their anointing you can see that the power of god is over it and you can see not even that you can see that this is what makes them happy this is what they're good i remember i just used to be dancing and people are like do you know that you be smiling while you dance and i was like no i just i'm just happy yeah i just smile while i dance because i'm just happy and i love to see people um uh, i can tell when they're happy when they're doing something you know they love to do it they're happy when they're doing it Anybody can pick up a talent. Anybody can learn something, but being a natural at it and having a gift for it, it makes you it makes you happy. So, I want to leave you guys with this. Travel through and push through even when it don't it doesn't look like it. It doesn't look like you're going to make it out. Everyone's hating, everybody mad. Nobody wants you to do it. Continue to push through. It doesn't matter how many overdoses you had in the past. How many probation officers told you you're going to be back in jail? How many people said you're not going to make it? How many people said you're going to continue to be broke? Continue to push through. Continue to push through. It's not about proving them wrong. It's about proving that you're going to do it regardless. You're going to make it out regardless. It doesn't matter your setback. It doesn't matter uh if you feel like you're a failure and you went back into the depression and then you flew back into the drugs again no you have a chance to get back up god loves you even in your addictions even in your addictions he he god is still and i i think you know i look at that i look at that because god loves you know i i had to think about when my mama was doing all that stuff God was still in that place protecting us. He was still there. And I would see him there. And he loved my mom so much because he saw her heart. He knew she ain't want to do a lot of stuff. He knew she was trying to get out. He knew she was stuck. You know, my mom was, was murdered. She wasn't, you know, she she was in in trafficking. She was murdered. She was put in a lot of things that she was trying to get out, and she was murdered. You know, when I say she died, people might assume, oh, she uh, was in the wrong place at the wrong time. She was in the wrong man. She killed herself or she put through herself and some. No, she was actually murdered by a guy who she was with and she was smoking with, and he drugged her, you know, and she was found by the... uh, By NRG, whatever that place is over there. She was found over there dead. Wherever that stadium I don't know. You know, and she was beaten. I don't know what else she was, but you couldn't even recognize her. And she had a very hard life, you know. She got raped, she got... Uh, at 12 she was abused she was kicked out she was neglected and she went to the streets and she tried to have a good life but you know what it just didn't turn out that way and it's not her fault none of it is her fault and i would never uh shun her or look down on her because of it and that's why i understand when i see prostitutes on the street when i see these different people there i understand that everybody doesn't want to be there You know, they're doing these things because they have to get money or there's so many of them are trapped in it. They don't want to be there, but they have somebody watching and following them around. And that's what was going on with my mom. You know, it's a lot of stuff that people don't know. So you really don't know why somebody is doing something or the the, the motive of it, or if they're groomed into it. So I always tell people, wherever point you're at in your life, even if it's not on the right path, or you feel like it's the right path, just continue to move forward and push through and i'm telling you god is going to see you out and you're going to see a light at the end so i want to go ahead and pray for you guys dearly father i come to you today god thank you thank you so much lord thank you so much thank you for the listeners that are found this podcast that need hope right now thank you for uh, sending resources into their life and them being able to listen to other people, you know, and uh, share other things and just sharing their light. Thank you for their healing from healing them from depression, healing them from anxiety. They're not the same anymore. They're not that diagnosis that that was put on them anymore. That's not who they are anymore. Thank you, God. Thank you for healing. Um, uh everything god disorders lord i just want to pray right now i just pray over anyone that is listening to this podcast right now god i pray a blessing of healing i pray a blessing of healing in their family whoever needs to be healed in their family right now in the name of jesus god god i know that you're healing i have watched it before I know that your healing can go through phones. I know that your healing can go through computer screens. So God, I just pray. I ask that you send the Holy Spirit, whatever it is, through this podcast to whoever it is that is listening, that you send healing right now in the name of Jesus to them from the top of their head to the sole of their feet and to every family member in that place that needs it. I pray that a miracle is done right now. I pray that the lame begin to walk. I pray that the sick is healed. And I pray that the speechless can talk right now in the name of Jesus. God, I know that your Holy Spirit has the power to do the miraculous. God, I pray that if this is your will, let it be done. Let it be done, God. Let it be done. God, I pray that you also... Show us in the areas that we lack or that we don't understand. Show us why the purpose of what you're doing is happening and show us why it's happening and show us what you're doing in it. Even though we don't understand, show us that everything's not going to be perfect, that we're going to always have a thorn in our heel. And that thorn in our hip is going to keep us humble. And that thorn in our hip is to really keep us, to pull us back when we need to be pulled back. But that thorn in our hip does not define us. It does not define us. God, I thank you so much for this message. I thank you for this podcast. I thank you for this, just what you're doing, man. You're doing so, just so much great, awesome stuff. And I just gotta thank you. And I know people don't understand the the spirit and the um, just how I feel, you know, about this. They don't. They might not understand the excitement like I do for what you're doing in my life and and in their life. But I thank you for growing and helping. And just giving me just the honor to be able to teach what you've taught me. So, God, I pray as we go this week, let us be blessed. Let us just be able to show grace to others. Let us have more love than we did before. And let us have healing. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, I will see you guys soon. I'm going on a break. But... I will be back soon, so don't worry. Um, and I hope you guys have a great holiday and a great Christmas. And um, I look forward to speaking to you guys really soon. Pray for me, and I will definitely pray for you. Alrighty, Until next time. This is a bonus clip from the podcast of week four. I am coming back to add this part because I wanted to clarify a section of this podcast specifically with the pregnancy and um, the twins um, from years ago, along with the miscarriage. There was two situations. So there was uh, two different people. There was um, the guy I had a pregnancy scare with and there was a person that I actually got pregnant by. So the person I actually got pregnant by, I never uh, spoke of this person. No one actually even knows who this person is. Um, I never even spoke about it. So that was the situation. The scare was a situation where um, when I threw the phone and I met the girl at the competition and we had the exact same uh, situation. So during that situation, with the scare, I actually was not pregnant again. So, when, as I was speaking to you guys, I was talking about two different situations. The first situation that I was talking about um, when I had the twin miscarriage, it was a different guy and I actually was pregnant. and I asked God to spare me the second time. was actually months later uh, with someone completely different. Um, and the first time was actually a one-time thing uh, with the guy and after that I didn't talk to him again so uh, yeah so these are two different sic- different situations and I had to clarify that I was actually thinking about them both at the same time um, because they were so close together and I'm clarifying this because of course you know that I have different people coming to listen to the podcast that are going to you know think there are certain things are not really understand so I really wanted to clarify that uh so you guys can know and be up to date uh with the podcast in case you see it in a book and you see something different so that you'll know uh to clarify so I wanted to clarify that with you guys and make that correction all right (laughs) bye-bye